Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Cables. They now own sinusoidcables.com. They sure do. A couple episodes we mentioned that they should uh, get that because we couldn't remember their actual website. And by we, it was really just Ryan. I I was forecasting the future. I was prophesying their future website. Oh my gosh. So they have sinusoid.com. They have sinusoidcables.com. They have thanksforfriendship.com. They have thanksforfriendship.com. They have uh, vodka fish ta- nachos. Com. I don't know if they actually got that one. Did they really? No, I don't think they did. Okay, but uh, well, it's it's vodkafishnachos.org. Oh, oh do- it's okay, an organization. Whatever. Anyway, Steve. so uh, if you're looking for uh, some premium guitar cables, uh, look no further than sinusoid.com. If you know what materials you want on it, because you love Canary cable or Gotham cable or some, something or, specific, Mogwai. You know, don't put water on it after oh midnight. You know, don't feed it. This guy, uh, check out their their cable builder, or if you want to go with what they recommend, buy the signature slate cable, and I guarantee that you will or will not be satisfied with the product. <laughs> That's quite a guarantee, Steve. Uh, something I said a couple episodes it, back. I, it's a super well built cable. I I think that for me the signature slate is a little heavy, but they have other options. So. I like them. That's what I use for my demos. And in fact, after I made that comment on one episode, they hit me up and were like, "Hey, man." Uh, we have thinner cable <laughs> that is going to be just yeah. as well built. It's just not as heavy duty. They they tell you like what they're going to feel like and what their weights are and stuff on the website. It's a window shopping dream come true. Yeah. Something I said on a previous episode, and I stick by it, is that with their 100-year guarantee, Sinusoid Cables is the pet parrot of cables. Your grandkids are going to inherit these cables just like they're going to inherit your aunt's pet parrot that's going to live to 130. Your aunt's not going to live to 130, but that parrot sure sure will. You're not going to live to 100, but your cables will outlast you. Know our you. children's generation is supposedly the first 150, 150-year-old person is supposed to come out of our children's generation. According to who? According to science. They've been saying that forever, Steve. They thought we were going to be living to 300 right now. I don't know, man. That's just uh, that's just. What I mean, saying. I'm not going to be surprised by anything, but sure, okay. All right, this episode is also brought to that's going to be you. A, that's going to be a pain in the butt with Social Security. They're going to retire. Know, right? They're going to retire in their and have a midlife crisis. Yep. All right, uh, we are also sponsored by Cusack Music. I like how you say Cusack. How do you say it? Cusack. Cusack. Yeah, you know, like the sack. Like Cusack. Well, uh, that, say it Q, is an S, I say not a Z. I say a Z, don't I? Yeah. I'm sorry. John. Maybe you say it right, but John, I don't John, if you're you listening, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, CusackMusic.com is the place to go to check out Cusack Pedals, Cusack Effects. We've got the Orthrust by now. Uh, our demo is out, and if you haven't watched it, then maybe you just don't watch YouTube demos. Gosh, I hope the demo's out, Steve. I hope I didn't let everyone down. Dude, you... May have let everyone down. We don't know because we've recorded this episode in, in the, the past. past. Yeah. And here we are listening to it in the future. Hopefully I've kept my obligations. Anyway, Cusack uh, Music makes their pedals in Holland, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, putting You hear the Holland part and you're like, oh, I know where that is. That's in another country. Then you hear Michigan and you're like, oh, that's in my country. Yeah. So uh, check them out. They have a whole lineup of really classy looking, really well-built pedals. Oh, super and this is great. no exception. I mean, John, like John changed the game with pedals like his tap a whirl and tap a delay. Mm-hmm. And he's at it again. He's got the Orthros here. It's a high gain distortion pedal that has a trick up its sleeve, Steve. What's that trick? It has a built-in boost. And you're probably thinking like, you know, that's not a big trick. A lot of, lots of pedals have boosts. You can hold down both foot switches and go into a secret mode where the temp, where the uh, the momentary switch for the boost. That's right, a momentary boost. It's not a latching boost. Where the momentary switch for the boost is a momentary kill switch, Steve. Mm-hmm. You can do really fast, really choppy kill switches on your distortion. It's a really cool way to add a fun element to your songs and your playing. I think you're really going to enjoy it. This is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cyclone, the guitar, bikes, electronic, fixing, modding, playing, reviewing, playing, playing, reviewing, playing, breaking, fixing, modding, podcast. Yeah, there we go. 
Uh, I surprised you there a little bit, Steve, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, so for this episode, we broke open uh, another bottle of the Epitaph Brewing Pack. We got sent three bottles. Last week, we drank the uh, uh, barrel-aged Highland Charge. This uh, episode, we're drinking the uh, Russian Imperial Stout called the Epitaph. Mm, it is strong. Uh, he says it's mellowed slightly, but it's still a bruiser. I cannot imagine... That this is the mellowed slightly version. This is the version. mellow version. Um, it is a. Uh, it is. It you is know, you strong. Were t- you were telling me that you didn't know what to think about it earlier, and I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It kind of has like a black licorice thing going on, and you're like, well, it's supposed to have that. And the moment I realized that was a flavor I was supposed to be tasting, I appreciate it much more because I'm a black licorice fan. No, I so like, I'm having a good time right I now. I don't know what it is. I'm. It's that bitter, medicinal, like sticky, sweet, like thick and rich flavor. It's uh, definitely another beer that's not a session beer. I feel like but I'm having fun. I drinking feel like it. I'm drink- drinking this out of a standard pint glass is doing it a disservice. It probably needs to be in a little tulip, huh? Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like, which is such a snobby thing to say. Yeah, but. I, I've had the, there. I've what, had what, a, kind of, what kind of glass do you think the, I've had the, a, the tulip should be made out of? Steve, do you think it should be crystal? I don't care about Steve. That stuff. What kind of Steve? Uh, what kind of uh, coaster do you want to put it on? Do you think glasses. it should? Do you think it should be made, uh, the coaster made of mahogany? No, Steve, uh, just cork is fine. <laughs> just um, good old cork. But I have a. I've had a, a handful of beers where putting them in a tulip made it com- like oh, completely yeah. change the flavor, and I yeah. feel like this one is one of those. Um, it is a. Uh, 14% beer. So it's one of the strongest we've had on the show in a while. It's 92 IBUs, which explains kind of like my reaction to it. It is. Yeah. There's a, there's a Uh, kick in the teeth with this guy, but I don't, it just, it took me by surprise. Uh, the third bottle that we got sent that I don't think we're going to crack open. uh, Maybe we might do it at a party tomorrow. We might do it at a party tomorrow. We'll see where we are in half an hour. Uh, but I want to talk to about it. Is there? Uh, they call it the Mojito Sour. This thing sounds crazy. Uh, it's a. He says a fun, bright, lightly tart summer beer. We sour each batch with lactobacillus and use lime and mint to give it a mojito character. I really enjoy sours, uh, but you said you were kind of like not so into them. If we finish this, there's a good chance we'll finish these off. Maybe we'll get into it, Steve. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that's what we're doing today. And thanks again, Jeff Kunkel for sending these to us. If, uh, you know, that's actually been a, a, something we've had a couple times in a row is if you've got like a favorite local brewery, uh, Esteban Vasquez, he sent us, uh, some beers from one of his favorite local breweries, uh-huh. uh, which, and so we got that Java, the stout and Java, we've had it happen Job, a bunch. Java the Stout. Java the Stout. We've had it happen a bunch of times over our podcast yeah. careers, listeners and brewers alike, sending us stuff to drink on the show. Yeah. So um, if you got something like that, you know, shoot us an email, let us know, and and you know, we're we're down to talk about it for sure. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's crank into some of these ads. Let's rip into them, um, man. What is this ad called? Dick guitar. I. Did not see that when I first saw this ad, and now I can't not see That's it. That's all you can see now, right? This was sent to us by uh, Donovan Ford. Yep. He had an ad last show, last yep. episode, too. Up for sale is my custom-made reverse cutaway Jazzmaster Cabernita-style guitar. This is a this is one-of-a-kind made by me. Single H48 Dream 180 Vintage Voice Humbucker pickup and a single-volume pot. As simple as it gets. The body is made from alder, stained black with a... Uh, with a rubbed on true oil finish. Yeah, I bet it's rubbed on. Gosh. All black hardware, maple neck, rosewood fingerboard, 25.5 scale. He's asking 270. Uh, doesn't, did he say where the neck comes from? Uh, I don't think so. But the, the what's going on here is your classic dilemma between form and function. I think reverse offsets look hella cool. Like wicked sweet, is what I'm gonna say. But there's you kind of like jumped. I know you kind of jumped coasts there. I know, I know. The, the the dilemma here with reverse offsets is that that lower horn goes farther up the neck, so you lose fret access. Uh huh. This guy decided to fix that problem by cutting into the lower horn deeper into the body 
And so he's left with this lower horn that is, uh, you know, it looks like a, it looks like a wiener. It looks like a long phallic wiener hanging off the bottom of his guitar here. What do you think, Steve? I just thought this guitar, you know, when people say this is one of a kind made by me, does that mean you've only made one of these? Yes, that means there's really like, only have one. Have you even attempted another one? He shouldn't. I mean, I mean, unless there's if, unless you want a dick guitar. If, if I took a what what's a typical guitar body thickness like two inches, two two inches, two <laughs> and a half inches? What well, don't make it an inches thing, um, Steve? You know, and I took a. I put on a blindfold. I said, "All right, here, Ryan, here's your job. I've got this. I've got uh, this is a this is a uh, I got a bandsaw here. Whoa, I've, this is getting real. I got a bandsaw. Oh my god, I got this plank of wood. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm wearing a blindfold. All Fifty I, shades of Steve over here. All I want you to do is don't let me put my hands uh-huh. on the saw oh. as I guide this guide the wood up against the bandsaw. <laughs> That's how bandsaws work, right? I've ne- I've never operated one. Oh my gosh. It's like it's For any for anyone who watches Workaholics, I think Steve just dommed me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> um so I just feel like it's one this to say this is a one of a kind or a, you know uh, one one of a kind instrument is like, yeah, you friggin' hand hand carved this hey, guitar. I make stuff that's one of a kind twice a day when I sit on the toilet. <laughs> I sit down the toilet, the toilet, the toilet. I'll make something one of a kind every time. Oh, my never gosh. the same as the previous time. I do, I'm just saying, like, so I I get it. I I mean, I I get what he's trying to say, but. This actually, this goes back to, I was, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but we were talking about limited edition stuff. Yeah. And how I I read something recently, how limited edition doesn't mean what it used to, because back in the day, things were like limited release because that's just what they were. Yeah. The original Star Wars Kenner toys are limited now because they only produced them for a couple years, but they produced them like they produced enough for everybody. Yeah. Just most kids played with them. They didn't leave them in the box like a bunch yeah. of weirdos. Yeah. Um, but now Wait, you're calling the kids weirdos for playing with them. No, I'm saying leaving it in the box is, is the weirdo. Is thing. a weird thing. Yeah. So so now limited edition is is trying to like create hype for better or worse. Like right, right. Like there's no reason Adidas can't make Yeezys for everybody who wants a pair of Yeezys, but it's not in their best interest because it drives brand hype to only make like 2,000 or whatever. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Um, Shoes. I'm talking about shoes. Limited edition shoes. Okay. I don't know that that model though. It's a Kanye West signature model. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so the point being that limited edition hype is now like it's planned. But saying this is one of a kind, especially in this case, probably doesn't just mean... That there won't ever be another one. I don't want him to. It tell also me. means that no, like you couldn't make another one of these if you wanted to. You could, you could make one of these. But what I want from him, I don't want him to say this is one of a kind. I want him to promise me he'll never make another one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> like if I buy this from you, do you promise to never do the bad thing again to another guitar? So, so all this being said, I guess assuming it plays well, the pickup is a GFS pickup. That's probably fine. It's probably okay. Um, if the neck is solid, $270 isn't necessarily an unfair price, but I mean, I I got it. I do agree with you. I think it's gross, but not for the same reasons that you think it's gross. I never said dicks were gross, Steve. You're putting that on me. All right. Sorry. I didn't think it was off for the same reasons that you did. I just didn't like it. It still looks like a dick, though. <laughs> I mean, And I'm saying that as a guy who's a fan of the Ibanez Talman with the old-style body with the long lower horn. Like, that's a guitar with a dick on it. Have you it. ever seen a Fender, um, a Fender, I think it's called, like, the Longhorn uh, jazz, mass, jazz Bass? No. Yeah, they've got one where they had to... I don't remember why, but it has, like, an extended... Upper horn, huh? It's real subtle. It's it's subtle in a way where like you don't necessarily notice it until you notice it, and right. then you can't not notice it. Interesting. Well, let's uh let's talk about one of my other gear acquisitions. Yeah, I got it right here. 
It's missing a strap button, so I can't I put know. it on the strap. I didn't even notice it was missing a strap button earlier today. It sounds so good. It's a really good guitar. Uh, you know, I've got the ad here. Let me pull up the ad. Here it is. Uh, musical gear, electrical guitar, two amplifiers, and two stands. It says $45 in Kearney Mesa. Uh, but the part that caught my attention, is there's a picture here with uh, a guitar, a bass guitar, and then another guitar and two amps and two stands. Uh, f- the first line here, first act, white electric guitar, smaller size for kids in ages 8 to 15. I didn't know there was an age range on these. Uh, you turn 16, uh, time to get rid of this thing. Maybe that's why he was selling it. His, uh, he told me his nephew played guitar. His nephew must have turned 16, right? Uh, but it's $25 is literally what I paid for this guitar. I got my. I called him up on the phone. I was like, hey, you still have it? And he's like, yep. Where do you want to meet? Uh, this parking ride. I was like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. $25 later, this first act, dose, 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 is all mine. This is the Adam Levine signature first yep. act. So what I got right now is, uh, you know, I picked this up and all I could think of is... Sunday morning, rain is falling. He's doing it. Steve is playing. Something, something, something else. I, I mean, you got to play Maroon Five songs on an Adam Levine signature guitar. I don't even right? know a Maroon Five song. I just. Oh, did you pull up the tab? Yeah, Steve, you rascal! But that's my jam right there. I used to play that song all the time. Did you really? I hope the mic is picking up the guitar. That would be awkward if I was just singing with no guitar. <laughs> <laughs> So this, what's your this uh okay? What's your impression, Steve? The action's a little high, but that's yeah. you know that's something that I think could be fixed. It's got you got room to drop the saddles. I'm sure you got room to crank the truss rod. We've been getting a lot of crap on a certain demo video <gasps> uh, that you did recently, <laughs> and I'm gonna oh, for the Gibson. I'm gonna pile on a little right now. This neck is almost as good as the neck on the Gibson M2. Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't think. I think the fretwork is is really decent for I don't even know what the the store price was for these. It wasn't 25. I want to say it was like 79 or something like that. Uh, I'm sure Steve can find it real quick. Uh, I was looking at it the other day and it came in the one that I saw came in a pack that I think was 199. Really? For like guitar and amp and all that stuff. But the thing so is So this is, is a $100 guitar. We'll just say that. Sure. Outside of the pack by itself this is probably a $100 guitar. Um, here's what I'm going to say. And this is what I've been thinking since I picked this up. I want to say on Thursday mm-hmm. or maybe Wednesday or something like that. Um, yes, the frets feel pretty close to being on par with that Gibson. And yes, the neck feels pretty decent. There's a lot of dead spots across that neck. Oh, really? And so, yeah, I could drop the action and get it a little faster, but you feel it on, there's a lot of bends. Like you do some bends and you'll find dead spots in various places. Um, that's what I was experiencing anyways. Um, there's some other design flaws that I'll talk about later, but really the, the issues I'm having with the neck, there's things that, because I've never had a guitar that was quite this budget, that I wouldn't even know how to fix those or how to make a guitar that does or does not have those problems because it's such a subtle difference in the neck that I think I've discovered the line between basically a garbage guitar and a playable guitar. I think the Gibson guitar is on the side of being playable but still being kind of overpriced for a lot of the, uh, the, the, the crap that's going on with it. This guitar, this first act is on the other side of playability where I would not recommend this to a beginning player. Uh, I'll go through my list of grievances. The tuners are not great. I put brand new strings on this um, and I stretched them out real nice. It will not hold a tune for a song is is my experience so far. That's not a great thing for a new player. You need a guitar that can hold tune and that's who this these guitars are marketed at is new players i could get into this thing and i could change tuners on it i could yeah i can hear it starting to go out of tune a little i could drop you know like 60 to 100 bucks for a really good set of tuners 
Why would I ever put that into a guitar I paid $25 for? Another issue, if you look at the side of, you look at the strings going through the uh, the, the bridge pieces. Yeah. The It's back loading. Okay, yeah. To, it's No, it's top loading. Right, right. But it's on the back of the bridge. It loads through the back of the bridge. Right. But it's a Strat-style hardtail with Strat saddles. Uh-huh. What's I the, had what's to, like, here? bend the strings to get and do, like, a trick shot to get them to come up through the saddle. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So that's another thing. Like, if a new player tries to do their first string change on this, it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, so nor- I, I see what you're saying because normally... Um- with this style bridge, you'd normally be going through the body, and it would pop right. But through. even I've had I have like a top loader Telecaster, but Telecasters are different because the string like goes over like a, a barrel piece, you know. You can not you can have a six saddle. Well, I've telecaster. never encountered a bridge like this. I, I know what you mean though. That's definitely gotta, like a tough angle to hit. And then also, I had I don't know if the person who owned it before tried to do a intonation setup on it, or if that was the stock intonation. If it was the stock intonation, it was tragic. I'm talking it was like at the 12th fret, fret, it was 30 cents off of tune on each string, which is like it might as well be a flat at that point. So like you couldn't get to your fourth fret without noticing that it was out of intonation. I had to pull the strings back a lot on those on those bridge pieces there. And mm-hmm. if you look at them again, you'll see that the screws for the bridge pieces are rusting against the strings. That can't be great for string longevity. Yeah, a couple spots I can see that for sure. So I was watching that as I'm cranking it down. Like I'm cranking a screw down onto the spring on the string, and this isn't great. So if I was going to make this guitar like at least functional in my opinion I'd be changing tuners and bridge for sure the pickups I think sound really decent really I'm actually really enjoying the pickups and I really enjoy the body shape I really like this small body like silver tone like take on a silver tone like double horn look I just can't I can't justify pouring any more money into this thing. I don't know if I even want to put a strap button on it. Steve is jamming over here. <laughs> so what I'm going to pitch to you, Steve, and we've talked to this, we've talked about this for a while. Maybe we should retire this guitar. Uh, I would say if we're going to retire this, if you like the pickups, let's pull them out. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking. And then, yeah, for sure, let's uh, let's uh, do a little retirement ceremony. We'll have to figure out a creative way to retire this guitar. If if you're listening and you have ideas, jump on the Facebook group and tell us your ideas to retire it. By retire it, we mean uh, we've had this idea of like when there's a an, a guitar on Craigslist that's like just not selling. It's just some kind of hot garbage that we'll offer the person like a low dollar amount and tell them what we're going to do and be like, let us put this thing out of its misery. And then hopefully we'll pay like 10 or 15 bucks for it. Take it out. To you, the, don't, you don't take think... it out to the desert and like load machine so gun here, shells. Here's into the it. flip side of this, right? You don't think you could take this and sell it for like 75. It is possible. Like, that's something I should check that's out. That's an easy $50 flip. It is possible. I, I mean, I okay. I put strings $45 on it. $45 flip because you put, put strings I on put it. I put strings on it. I intonated it. Even if I do $50, i am doubling my money. Just a thought. I well, know I'm not under- doubling my money because I put I put uh, $11 strings on it. Good Lord, man. Yeah. NYXLs? Uh, are they 11 No, they're, they're like $6 now, the, the, the gear supply. I forget. What, oh, I didn't. Six, there's six or eight bucks now, or something like that. I forget what they. I don't their use is. the Gear Supply Electric, so I didn't. I don't. Know. I don't. They're not twelve. I misspoke. They're, I didn't remember them being color coded, but uh, I just don't that's, remember. Yeah, that's how they come now. Yeah, I forget. I forget how much the I Gear Supply things. Yeah, I think they're eight. Still, I'm not. I'm gonna have to go more than fifty to double my money. Um, yeah, you're gonna have another, to go uh, sixty-six. Yeah, another option is slide guitar. This thing. But do I really? No, you don't. I don't. And another thing I was thinking is I could take it down to three strings, 
Yeah, I have scrap tuners around that are much better than these, and I could do a President's of the USA nah, guitar. I don't know. The frets are still like there's all these dead spots. I would say throw it back up on Craigslist for seventy five for two weeks. If it doesn't sell, if it doesn't sell. Let's retire it. Okay, I think that's a good plan, Steve. And I'll harvest those pick yeah, pickups put, on. If you like another the thing is, I don't know if it was manufacturer error, and this is another place I'm going to have to pour money into this thing to sell it. The switch and the pot inside are dead, like dead meat. Really? Like you I, you opened it up and everything? And yeah, I had this thing completely open because the the neck pickup was working. The br- the bridge wasn't. Mm-hmm. I took the switch out. I cleaned it up. I like I messed with it. I rewired it. Now it doesn't work at all. So oh my gosh. the dust that it's I knocked probably off. Probably uh, user error. The, the, no, dude, I was, I was testing stuff. And I was going off of diagrams and it was just not working. The, uh, the dust that I knocked off of it was keeping it working apparently. Um, the, so I tried all this different stuff. I was like, well, if the switch isn't working, I'll take just this pick, pick up and I'll wire it direct to the pot and the mm-hmm. pot to the output. The pot wouldn't pass signal. I like the speed knob. Yeah, I like the speed knob too. The pot wouldn't pass signal anymore. And it's got like a crackle to it when I turn it, but like it wouldn't pass the pickup signal. And you know what? I like this I like this pickguard. And then I so then I wired the bridge pickup direct Is to that. Is this the pickguard supposed to mean something? I don't know. It's some sort of weird geometric design. I like it. Uh so I direct wired the bridge pickup to the to the jack, and that works. So there's no neck pickup on this right now. So if I was going to sell this, I'd need to, I'd need to change the, the pot and the, the switch. So that's what, like $12 in parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you're, uh, it's more and more. Money. I really doubt I'd Turn be able into to a get, money pit. I didn't, I forgot about those other issues. At I the, really doubt I'd, I'd be able to get 75 for in it. In that too. case, uh, retirement it is. Let's get some hot dogs. Get some hot dogs. Mm-hmm. You want to burn it and cook hot dogs over it? I didn't say that. What do you want to do with hot dogs? Shh. Steve has some sort of weird, perverted idea with hot dogs. Ryan, it's okay. Okay, we'll talk about it later, Steve. So, yeah, that's that was my adventure. I'm glad I picked it up. I've always been curious about these. And it has been interesting to feel the quality of an actual, like, less than playable amp guitar. You know? It is playable. I could... If someone handed this to me at a party and was like, hey, jam with us, I'd jam. I'd have to tune in between each song. But I'd still be able to have yeah, some. Yeah, I think the biggest playability uh, issues, of course, are, are the electronics. The tuners are a big um, issue. Are they? I can get around the bridge, but the tuners just... I tried tightening them down, too, and they just won't hold through a song. You don't think that's a, you don't think that's a nut, nut and no. saddle issue? No, I don't. It's the tuners. Because the, the strings aren't, like, pinging or binding on the nut. It's like the tuner, like there's an internal component to the tuner that is like loosening gotcha. while you play. It can't hold tension. Yeah. So I have some spare tuners around. I could invest into it, but I just don't know if I want to work that hard on this thing. But it is definitely, uh, it's interesting to compare this thing against the Gibson M2 for sure. I just, like I said, the, I think it's mostly just because of the, the tie, the fin, fit and finish of the neck, right? And also, the Gibson like, oh, has the Gibson neck. The Gibson has major failures in the uh, this finish quality. Like we've been seeing some pictures people taking from like guitar centers and stuff like that, where the finish is like a million times worse than the one that we have here from Aaron. It's just I know they're trying to do the whole uh like thin nitro thing yeah but it just it's like sunken they're missing too many steps in the quality control where this is probably like a dipped body it's dipped in poly yeah a machine came by yeah, and I mean, gave it, it is, a perfect smooth it's, it's hard to compare finish. a poly body to, to yeah. something done nitro and but i'm still kind of bummed because i do like this body shape i really, really? like i really like the look I of found, this guitar i found that as like i went up like my hand hits that horn. Yeah, but it's like it's like this throwback like garage rock looking body that I actually I kind of just in love with the look of it. Dude, I had the craziest dream last night. Oh, tell me about your dream, Steve. So, Dreams are always really I interesting. This, I had this dream uh that I was playing like sarcastically. I was playing a massive rock concert. And uh 
Were you playing the song Dream On by Aerosmith? No, I I was like... Because wouldn't that be ironic? I was... Maybe it was because I watched that video, the video we talked about last week. Oh. <laughs> but like, I was like pretending to be some like shredder guitarist, but like the audience didn't know that I was fake. That I wasn't uh. the guy. And I just kept thinking like, as long as I like just play like the... the the chuggity chug parts of this guy's song, like music, like people won't realize that I don't have the chops. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, all right, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. And I had like a doing it and doing it. I had a MIDI controlled like effects thing, but I didn't really know how to use it. And then all of a sudden the real guy shows up on (gasps) another stage on the other side of like this arena that, that we're in, so it's like G two, and he starts. What's I don't know. If the, yeah, yeah. It's like the G two. Like, it's a G two, G three. It's like Joe Satriani. Yeah, Steve yeah. Y, so it's like that, and then some other dude. So we start having this guitar battle, and um, and I'm like, crap. I'm just hosed, like, because I can't, I can't play anything fast, and this guy's like a shred master. And so we're going back and forth, and I'm doing like some chuggity stuff, and he's just running me over. And I was like, you know what? I got to do what I know, which is like layering delays. Yeah. So I go, and I, or no, and like I just start doing it, but thinking, not realizing that I hit a delay patch on the effects box. I just think it's like high, like a mid high gain, and I'm just playing, and there's a delay, but I don't, I didn't like intentionally turn on delay. And then I was like, yeah, take that. And then I look over across the arena and there's all these people, you know, it's, it's a full arena. And the guy is holding like one of those old um, like MIDI controllers. Oh my gosh. And he's just like aping like he's playing the MIDI controller and there's this music going on in the background. I was like, what? Like what in the world's going on? And then I realized what he's saying is, oh, Look at you hiding behind your effects. Right. Because was, you can't play guitar as good as I can. You, your subconscious was mocking he your was, own He was shaming me. In your dreams, I know. Steve. I know. Let's, let's sit. Okay, Steve, I've got I this leather sell, couch over no, here. No, i got to sell off all my delay I want pedals. You to, I want you to lay back on this couch and let's uh, let's talk about your childhood. <laughs> what? How do you feel about your mother, Steve? My mom's cool. Very interesting. <laughs> Now tell me about your father. Uh, he's cool. Very interesting. Okay, I don't have anywhere to go with this, Steve. I know. I needed a little bit more pushback on my joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I didn't give you a... Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, Let me hang in. So yeah, so it's just kind of funny. I remember waking up being like, man, that sucked. This episode will be titled Steve's Dream. <laughs> Let's find the next uh, ad. There is no... Oh, the next ad is called Dad Rock. It's sent by Alex Lowenthal. Dad Rockin'. Do-do-do. I was trying to sing the the Elton John tune, but I miserably failed. I don't know what Elton John tune you're Croc talking Croc Rockin'? About. Crocodile oh, Rock? Crocodile Rock? Yeah. Someone take that song and make a Dad Rockin' song out of it. So uh, this is for... This is not for a musical instrument. This is for... A uh, musical product. Yeah, Dad's the Band. Music by Dad's for Dad's. It's at Rockaway Records for $2.99. The fact that it's a CD makes it so dad, I can't even believe it. It's a dad playing an upright bass. His name is, these are the daddest names too. Walter, Gary, Frank, and another Walter. Another Walter? Two. This is a two-Walter dad band. They, uh, the, uh, that another Walter guy? He looks like a granddad. That being said, um, Gary's looking like Gary's, a granddad Gary's too. Gary's up there too. But if you're a granddad, you are also a dad. That's true. You have to be a dad to become a granddad, unless you're a stepdad. But stepdads are dads too. Yeah. Let's, yeah, be still- let's read the uh, let's read the songs here. Uh, Ask your mom. That's a good one. That's the number one track. Yeah. Uh, golfing USA. Let's you know, go golfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, on some golf golfari with me. <laughs> Different song, wrong song, Steve. Oh You're dang it! There. Oh um, yeah, that's surfing safari. Dang it! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of resent the fact that dads are associated with golf so heavily. Like, I'm a dad. I've never golfed in my life. I've mini golfed, but when I was a teenager, I haven't golfed since I became a dad. Yeah, like golf is on its way out. Dads don't golf anymore, guys. 
Dads are uh, gamers some, now. Some kids. Dads play. Dads play Mario now. Kids. We're gamers. We play Halo. Yeah. This should be called uh, Left for Dead. You, dead in USA. Left for Dad. Left for Dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, song three. Barbecue nights. Yeah. That's. I had a barbecue night the other night. I had a legit like dad barbecue night. Oh, like my kid was going absolutely bananas all day long. Here's one that, and so let me finish my dad story, uh, Steve. I mean, you got this. You told us your dream, Steve. You did a dream story on a podcast. There's nothing more boring to people than <laughs> stories about other people's dreams, and I allowed you to do it you're, on our you're show. Crushing my dream. No, oh my, my dream gosh. already crushed me. So the other day, my kid was going bananas all day long. Wouldn't let us have a mono piece. Comes around at nighttime. I'm like, I haven't even figured out dinner. I don't know what, what we're going to eat. I just pulled this pack of like hot link sausages that I had out of the freezer, defrosted mm, it in the microwave. Yep. I started a big old fire in my fire pit outside, let it burn down to coals, sat there drinking uh, Kirkland scotch, just watching the fire burn. Like as my kid went nuts in the, inside and I would just like sat outside like trying to do pressurize. <laughs> and then I cooked hot links over the fire. And that was my dad night. That was my dad night barbecue. So that's my story, Steve. Sorry, it's not as cool as your dream. Sorry, I don't have a dream to talk about, Steve. It's all right. Uh, Barbecue nights. uh, Time flies when you're building a deck. Yeah, it does not. Decks take forever. This CD is a lie. Uh, Yeah. Number five is get a job. You know, this is starting to turn into a YFB (laughs) uh, CD here. Did we write this song? We wrote... I got a job. Yeah. Well, we called it Come on. job. Yeah, it's just called job. But uh, it was more of a, get off my back, mom. I got a job. I got a job now. Um, number five, uh, no, just no, resting, just my, resting eyes. my eyes. Oh, gosh, that sounds so good right now. That's what I'm going to do when I get home. Whew, this, you know, it's easy to make fun of dads until the moment when you just completely relate to dads because you are a dad. And just like, yeah, just resting my eyes. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> that sounds like actual heaven right now. I would rather like if you know when you're a kid and like people are like, oh, you tell you tell a kid like, hey, you can have a bike for Christmas or you can have an ice cream cone today. They're gonna choose the ice cream cone. Yeah. If someone said, Oh, you can have a really cool vacation in a year, or you can just rest your eyes today, I'd be like, just let me rest my eyes today. Like, that's enough. That's enough for me. Just rest yeah, my you eyes. Can, you can come to Hawaii with me in a year or I'll babysit your kid today. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Don't tempt me, Steve. Today? Today. The whole day? Yeah. Oh, Steve, you rascal. All right. Uh, next track is called Not In My House. That is going to be the hip hop track on this CD. I was thinking, is that a, is that a feature? That it's not, it doesn't say anything about featuring, but I feel like that should be featuring... Dikembe Mutombo. So feet, it would be say F E A T and a period. Yeah, Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but he's the guy. Sounds cool. You would know him as the guy from the Geico commercials, where people would try to do stuff and he would slap it down and go, uh-uh, "Oh, okay, not in my house." All right. Uh, number eight is an obvious one. I mean, yeah. they've had this on all their other CDs. They're trying to make it a hit. I just they just need to let drop it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh. Turning this car around. Turning this car around. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it is to that tune. <laughs> uh, number nine. Drive a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> Turn this car around. <laughs> number We're nine. Go into the zoo. <laughs> is socks with sandals. Yeah, German style. Oh, man. I uh, And of course, they got to be thong sandals. Yeah, you got to get that cleavage. You got to get that cleavage. Yeah, yeah. Toe. Uh, I only do that when I'm taking out the trash. No, I only, no other time. I I want to push that fashion. I think it's comfortable. Uh, I don't. Sometimes I, you want to wear sandals, but you also want to be warm. Uh, I don't feel like having a sock shoved between my toes is comfortable. Have you tried it, Steve? I have. I like it. You you get you get some, like I mean, a permanent sock, crease in there, and you stop noticing it. Socks with like Birkenstocks is okay. If you're wearing Birkenstocks, that's a whole other dad level. Socks with uh, like Tevas, I can do that. Uh, All right. Uh, hi, hi. Hun- <laughs> 
Hi, hungry. I'm dad. Featuring Pitbull. Yeah, I don't want to know. I want to know how they incorporated Pitbull on. It's this. probably an actual Pitbull. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not track eleven. Stud find and stud. That's a great track, dude. I got that stud finder you recommended. Uh huh. I've used it a couple times. It's pretty dope. It's legit, right? Yeah. It's just a big magnet with a uh, with a uh, bubble level in the middle. We are dads, Steve. Listen to us talking about stud finders. Uh, the last track. This is a proper CD. Twelve tracks. Yeah. Uh, hands off. That thermostat. That's a that's a good track. Isn't that uh, was that also featuring or no? No, it's just as that thermostat in parentheses. So this is. Uh, I'm wondering if there's a secret track. Sometimes there's a secret track on CDs like this. I hope so. What would the secret track be called? Um. Uh, your mom and I are going to take a nap. <laughs> that <laughs> oh would be gosh. the secret. That would be the secret track for sure, and it would just be a just, just a dance beat, just the beat, like a break beat, for like fifteen minutes straight. That would be the secret track. Steve is reading. I'm reading. Apparently, this is a fake album. No. I'm really sad. Steve. I found it on Reddit. No. I snuck some fake music albums into the local music store, and it's Dad the Band. Oh. You crushed my dreams. He also features, there's also one that's Beastie Boys' greatest hits, except every song is about Shrek now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, oh my gosh. (laughs) Shrek it out. Shrek, Shrek it out. Brass Donkey, No Sleep Till Two Lock, Twelve the Ogres, Swamp, Swampatage, Boggy Movin', Shrek Your Head, Three MCs and One Donkey, Triplets Trouble, Eggman, High Plains Ogre, To All the Princesses, and Shrek Revere. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's one that's rain. I can called, hear Paul Revere in my head. There's rain as you said that. that's called Rain Sounds. Six Susan, six soothing hours of rain sound and also my cat crying. Sorry. She, <laughs> sorry. She was in heat. It's not super loud though. Ew. I put her in the garage about halfway through. Maybe you won't even notice. Please buy this album anyway. I need the money. Songs to drive off a cliff to volume three. I hate that you ruined this for me, Steve. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, just kidding, I take it all back. It's definitely not on Reddit. It's totally a real CD. I made it all up. It's Steve just made a lie to, to ruin to my night. To trick you. I just my... wanted to ruin your life. Thanks for making me cry but, in my beer, but Steve. But now it's not really a, a, a thing. It's definitely yeah, not on I, Reddit. If there was, if there was a, a track on here that I wrote on yeah. the Dad Rock uh, CD, his dad's CD, uh-huh. it would be called... I'm in the garage. <laughs> and then it would be uh, like a garage rack. Rock there track. are a lot of people for whom, I mean, not just dads, uh-huh. uh, that their song title would be, thanks for crushing my dreams, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Songs in the key is Steve. Does everyone comp- does a compilation album about, about you? <laughs> yeah. When people talk about their kids, I'm like, my kid never did that. I don't know what's wrong with your kid. Yeah. I, my track would be called Steve's Dream, where I would sing about your dreams, Steve. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hit this last ad. We're light on topics. This uh, this I guess this ad was topics. kind of a topical. We did a topic ad. Yeah, uh, this is a baritone telly. This was sent by Co. The Ad Wizard Schneider. He is borrowing my uh, Gamatron right now. Oh, cool. He's looking for a low wattage uh, amplifier. To use for his uh, boutique's roadshow, he uh, wanted to try out the Gamatron. Cool. Um, but he sent us this guitar. It's a Fender Japanese Anniversary model converted to baritone, with a custom, unique pickup selection: a Gibson 498T at the bridge and two Duncan seal single coils. He says hot rails, I believe, but they don't, <laughs> don't look like hot rails to me. I didn't get a screen grab of the price on this thing, did I? Uh, no, you didn't. That split your high and low end to get some really experimental tones. A Les Paul style pickup selector will allow you to either use the humbucker at the bridge or the two single coils. A custom maple baritone neck conversion has been done. Gotch tutors. 
uh, that keep this guitar in tune extremely well. Guitars used, but I'm but in working order and recently professionally set up. This guitar is used. You will see various little scratches, chips, and dings. You can see some little chips right around the pickup area. Paint is still nice and glossy and has sort of an aged tinge to it, in my perspective. Uh, comes with a guitar has such a unique and characteristic tone to it. It's a long to find description. Like it comes with a new Road Rainer Road Rainer Road Runner bass gig bag. To fit the baritone, I'll throw in the original neck if you desire to have it converted back. If, Depending on the price, if he was just including the neck, that'd be kind of cool. Are you trying to find it right now? Yeah, the Coast sent us all screen grabs. I don't know if any of them have the price on it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so... Um, I'm a little... I, I don't know if the Fender Japanese anniversary model is any good or desirable, but I know that Fender Japan stuff is typically pretty good. I feel really sad for this guitar, and I'm typically for crazy mods like this that are experimental and like trying stuff out. I'm uh, typically for like baritone conversions. I just feel sad for this guitar. How do you, you feel? You think Steve? that pickup combination's a little too? Uh, it's pretty off out the there. Wall. It is. I, I gotta out say, because um, the, the pickups like there's two basically gold. Like Telecaster neck pickups. Yeah. But they're turned so that each pickup is only under like three strings max. So you have this situation where your low E is is over a lot of the pickup. And then your A and your D are, are all over one pickup. And then your G, B, and E are over the next pickup and the pickup is turned in such a dramatic way that there is like a three inch difference between where the low E goes over the pickup and where the D goes over the pickup. It's going to give you some really dramatic, interesting uh, changes in tone across your strings. It might be really cool or it might be like completely terrible. Yeah, I think, um, Overall, my take on this is, it, I, I actually I like the way it looks. It looks it looks. I really like the uh, the yellowed white. I really like the moto. Yeah, I, I like the gold. With this. I like, I like the, the gold. I like the gold. I like that switch a lot. Um, and gold hardware is a thing that I feel like it's got to be just right. Yeah. Um, but actually, and to I guess to extend out the episode maybe a little. What this reminded me of is a thing I was reading about recently with, uh, do, are you familiar with the submarine pickup? Yes, it's that little thing you drop underneath a couple right, of strings. that you can't get in the United States because there is a United States patent holder for that concept. technology, that right. concept. Uh, there's another company called, uh, so you know if you guys are listening on some type of device that you have internet access on. You can look up submarine pickups. Uh, they have a whole... Well, the difference between that concept and this concept is that these pickups aren't on separate outputs. You're right. They're not. They're not. And submarine pickups are. And there's another company called um, A Little Thunder that also has... They're the ones that own the U.S. patent on right, this. Right, right. Um, and they have a pickup that just drops into a regular pickup slot. Right. But it, it still has like the dual output deal and everything yeah. as far as I know. Um, and if I actually looked at their original patent recently, and their original patent design is for a specific pickup that only goes under like the low two or three strings. Right. Um, but it, the validity of patent aside, because a lot of people are frustrated by it. Some people say like, well, you know, some, the submarine looks really cool, but the reality is, is they hit, you know, they started promoting their pro- product like three years after the patent was filed. So it obviously is way too late if if it's not even like a knockoff and it sucks. Because, you know, I, I think the submarine implementation is superior. Um, I think but, it's but, awkward. But you think the submarine is? It's that one that you like, you double stick tape underneath yeah. the thing or you clip it under. I think it's awkward because then the cable goes over the top of the guitar and goes behind it. Like I it much, doesn't have to go behind I it. I much you can, prefer you can tape it behind the bridge. I much prefer the uh the built into a pickup concept. Which is the that's the uh like the a little thunder. Yeah. Well the thing I don't like with the a little the a little thunder design is it's gotta take up a, an entire pickup slot. I do like 
the application of the submarine pickup with acoustics. Or say you have an acoustic that has uh, a piezo output, and then you drop the submarine under your low strings and run that through a guitar amp. Right. I like that concept. Well, I, I guess um, what this baritone like made me think of with the two pickups like that... Uh, Look the, at the pictures. The, uh, the links are in the show description, or we'll post them to Facebook and Instagram. Yes, yeah. is um, it? It made me think about how whether you know you prefer the submarine or the a little thunder pickup design. I always like. I have to wonder, like, how actually enforceable that patent is, because I, I look at it and all I think is local H. Yeah. Exactly. The band Local H, the the uh, the uh, the guitarist and singer, he puts half of a, uh, a P bass pickup yeah underneath just the low two his low two strings. So it's basically the same concept, and he runs to a separate second yeah. output and runs through a guitar amp setup and a bass rig and setup. I, and I guess the argument would be like, well, yeah, like he does that, but that's not necessarily what that's designed for. It's probably not him that could even claim. Copyright on that is probably his his original roadie or something like right, that. I think right. he has a tech who does it for him. Um, so it just made me think about that, and it's kind of like this guitar thing that's kind of interesting. And it's we've talked about it before with with different companies how patents in the the musical instrument world are just really weird. Yeah, like the way it the whole thing works, and I guess that's kind of how patent law is applied. Like in the world in general, but, uh, it's all just kind of a little, yeah, who knows? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you really want that submarine, just get in a plane, fly to Amsterdam or Switzerland or Germany, you know, fly fly to Europe and buy one over there. Then just bring it back. Buy a couple of them. Sell them, sell them over here to your friends. It's not that hard guys. All you got to do is spend like, two thousand dollars in travel then you can get yourself a pickup just make a friend who lives in the uk yeah that's that's true too make friends with someone in the uk how hard could it be get a get a pen pal start a uh, black market for trading rings for submarine pickups i don't know i it just I, I maybe that was too much of an aside yeah i like the look of this baritone telly i'm interested in what it sounds like with the pickup set like that um, I have a feeling it's not great. Interesting that the baritone conversion neck is 24 fret. Did you I didn't that? even notice that. It's got the two dots there on that last fret. That would indicate 24. Yeah. I've got that. a baritone conversion neck on a Strat, and it's not 24 fret. So this is mm. a long neck. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, but I you still, got the room. I still feel sad for this guitar that it, it doesn't have its original neck anymore. When Japanese Fender, I'm not even that sad about it not having the original neck. I, it would definitely be a much. I don't know because if it had the original neck, I'd be i, I'd be more into the pickup situation. Even though I love baritones, I love baritones, but I just feel like this was the wrong thing to do to this guitar. I almost feel though that it's one of those things where it's like if it doesn't have all of these modifications all together, then it just kind of like isn't as off the wall. So if it's just a baritone conversion right. with standard pickups, you're just like, nah. And if it's just the pickup changes with the standard neck, you're just kind of like, oh, you just gutted a, te- a perfectly good Telecaster. But with everything swapped out like this... It's a perfect freak. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of pushing like yeah. that edge of just I get being that. a perfect freak. I get that. I mean, the, the, the real crime here is they've got that that pick holder stuck to the pick oh, guard. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I hate those things. They're so ugly. Like, you spend all this time trying to make your guitar look beautiful and look just right, and then you stick this big black triangle to it. Yeah. I hate those things. And, you know, like, one of my guitar heroes does that. Dick Dale has... Oh, really? He For a while, he had a tuner stuck to his guitar. Stuck to it? Yeah. Like, not a headstock tuner. Not a headstock tuner. Stuck to the body of his oh, guitar. Oh, my gosh. But he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's, he's Dick Dale. He's the king of the surf guitar. What am I going to do? Yeah, you're just the freaking peon of the surf guitar. I know, right? You're the surf of the surf guitar. He's Dick Dale. That was a dad joke. What was the joke? The surf of the surf guitar. Oh, my gosh. He's Dick Dale, king of the surf guitar. I'm Ryan Burke, the 
stick of the surf guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or I don't think you're giving yourself too much credit. You might be Ryan Burke taint of the surf guitar. Yeah, a dick of the surf guitar, not the dick of the surf guitar. All right, uh, we got nothing else to say. Let's talk about our sponsors again. Yeah, let's uh, say uh, thanks to Sinusoid. Whether it's sinusoid.com, sinusoidcable.com, or sinusoidcables.com, if you're looking for a high-end guitar cable with top-of-the-line customer service, Sinusoid is going to help you out. If you want to buy cables from dudes who bought other dudes that you like, uh, breakfast burritos and beer and pizza, uh, Sinusoid is the only choice. They're the only choice. Also, go check out Cusack Music. Did I say his name wrong again? Yep. Q Cusack. I think. Sorry, John. I'm screwing up your name. I, it's always been Cusack in my head, but apparently it's Cusack. I could be wrong. Cusack Music. Uh, check out our demo of the Orthrus. Yep. Which is also a two-headed dog in Greek mythology. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. This pedal is going to make you go woof, woof when you discover that momentary uh, kill switch function or the momentary boost functions. It's a it's a gritty high gain distortion pedal with a full three band EQ. It looks cool. You're gonna love it. It is cool. It's black. It's got clear knobs. It looks cool, guys. It's got his signature little miniature uh, chicken head knobs on it. Yeah, that's like the Cusack thing. I think he makes those. Really? I vaguely remember him talking about it to somebody where they're asking about the chicken head knobs and he was like, yeah, I make, I make those in house. You can't, you that's can't crazy. like, I don't think you can buy mini chicken, miniature chicken head knobs anywhere. I think that's part of his, he's a big, he's a big manufacturing guy. He makes parts and does work for a lot of other pedal companies, yeah. which is really cool. Like you want a pedal that's made by, uh, by some guy who doesn't make pedals for anyone else. Uh, just go buy pedals like that. You want a pedal from a guy who knows pedals so well, that other people have him make pedals for their companies. Mm-hmm. That's Cusack Music. Yep. All right. Uh, this week's song is sent to us to pass on to you by Rob Nordvik. Uh, we've played some stuff. He was uh, in a band called the Foam Riders that we've played before, uh, but he's in a new band called Help! Exclamation point. Facebook.com slash The Help Project Band. They're doing Beatles covers and trying to remain fairly faithful to the original recordings. They just completed this song, and we're going to play it on there. So he, uh, Rob, plays rhythm guitar and uh, does the lead vocals. And this song is a cover of Back in the USSR, which seems politically timely. Yeah, maybe. uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. Who knows what has happened by the time this episode comes out? True. <laughs> Things are so crazy, guys. Oh, man. All right. Enjoy the song. See you later. Bye.
pues eso Well, you great girl 